This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. I used to think that race walking was the funniest Olympic event. When you hear about it, you probably think, hey, we've already figured out a better way to get places fast. It's called running, idiots. And if you watch a clip of race walkers, you probably think, hey, these guys look like they're all about to poop their pants. They're pumping their legs as fast as they can, but they seem to think that jogging will open poop doors box. With that in mind, I made sure to see the race walk in person when I covered the 2016 Olympics in Rio. I was ready for a day full of laughter and poop. Little did I know that I was walking directly into the gates of hell. <laughs> The race walking course was a hot strip of asphalt that the walkers repeatedly walked up and down in the scorching sun and humidity for 50 kilometers. That's 31 miles, about 18% longer than a marathon, but without the scenery, shade, or prestige that marathon runners get. A few minutes after I arrived, I saw a Lithuanian walker starting to lose it. His pace was slowing, his form was gone. He wasn't race walking anymore, he was stumbling, like someone had been replacing his Gatorade with Four loco, And then, boom! He collapsed. He was pale as a corpse, sweat still pouring off his body as race officials carted him off in a wheelchair. He barely made it halfway through the race. 80 men started the race, only 49 finished. And many of those who did required medical attention immediately afterward. One such race walker was Canadian Evan Dunphy. He finished in fourth place, excruciating. He gave everything he could for four hours, but then went to the medical tent instead of the medal podium. He crossed the finish line and crumpled in a heap on the scorching concrete. Yeah, I made it 50,000 meters and I didn't have 50,001 in me. I had enough energy to hit stop on the watch so that I had all the, all the data and then I collapsed. After four long hours of watching race walking, I left with a lifelong respect for the athletes who do it. But most people don't share that opinion. In fact, because of the event's lack of popularity, the IOC is pulling the plug on the 50K event after these games. Which brings me to my point. This is our last chance to watch the longest, toughest, and most underappreciated race at the Olympics. This is the Ringer Guide to the Summer Games. I'm your host, Roger Sherman. Today's sport of the day, race walking. I like to imagine that the first race walking event ever had one rule. No running. But as with the lifeguard at your local pool, enforcing no running was an issue. One competitor probably started jogging and the other race walker said, damn it, Steve, we agreed, no running. And then Steve said, 
actually, I was just walking really fast. Sorry, you guys aren't as good at walking as me. So to maintain that one rule of race walking, there are now two rules of race walking. Your front leg has to be straight and at least one of your feet has to be on the ground at all times. Now that you know the rules, you can try race walking yourself. It's easy, right? Just hop on a treadmill, set the speed to seven miles per hour and start walking. Remember, don't, don't run. Now keep it up for four hours. Yeah, four hours. Sorry, you're probably going to need to get a longer podcast. I'm guessing you didn't make it the full four hours. If you tried race walking for even a few minutes, you can understand how the 50K event truly pushes the body to its limits. Like marathoners, race walkers try to drink and eat on the course. They need water to avoid cramps and calories to fuel endurance. Their bodies are churning and exerting, ingesting, and uh, sometimes, unfortunately, excreting. At the 2016 walk I went to in Rio, French world champion Johan Denise had jumped out to a huge lead, but then had some problems during the race. He later referred to them as stomach issues. He was quoted by French newspaper Le Monde as saying, Je suis du sang. Translation, I'm shitting blood. Everything really does sound a lot prettier in French. At this point, you may be wondering why anybody chooses to take part in competitive race walking or watch it. Imagine watching a two hour long marathon and being like, I, I need to see the Snyder cut of that. Longer, slower, and with significantly more blood. So after the 2020 Olympics, the IOC is getting rid of the 50K race walk. There'll still be a 20K race walk plus a new mixed gender team event. But the 50K, which has been a part of the Olympics since 1932, will be dead. The IOC's explanation is that it wants to make the Olympics gender balanced and there is no women's 50K race walk. Since race walking falls under the broad umbrella of track and field and the track and field people have much more prominent races to worry about, they didn't really put up much of a fight. It would be just as easy to add a women's 50K race walk as to eliminate the 50K entirely. But the IOC would rather dump the men's version than allow a women's version to flourish. Race walking only makes sense as an endurance spectacle. And the 50K is the longest foot race at the Olympics. And, and that's, that's what race walking should be. You know, the 20K, it's, it's a sprint by comparison. You don't get to see the endurance on full display as you do in the 50k walk you know the 50k is is just it's survival especially when you're competing in the heat like tokyo will be or, or we'll be racing in sapporo but it will still be still be hot and that just wreaks havoc on the body when you're out there for three and a half four hours that's evan again and i'm going to interrupt him for just a sec Another great way you can tell that race walking is an afterthought to the ioc it isn't even letting the race walkers go to tokyo They'll be in Sapporo, about 500 miles away, and they can't even walk those 500 miles. Okay, sorry, Evan. Go back to telling us about how race walking wreaks havoc on your body. I take in uh, you know, about four liters of fluid and 1,500 calories in, in that four hours. Um, so certainly having some stomach issues is uh, you know, something you hope not to have, but it's certainly occurred a few times where you just kind of 
to make a decision. Do I do I stop by the side of the course here for you know a quick uh, reprieve, or do I do I do I power through? And um, it's it's a decision that every race walker in the 50k is faced with at some point in their careers. Just so we're clear, what number are we talking about? Uh, well, both no, going number one is very common. Um, that that's that's just kind of that I'm comfortable doing that <laughs> in a race. Um, uh, you know, and I, I have I have teammates who have perfected the art of doing it while still, you know, in training can just pull their shorts to one side, provided we are in a secluded area and, and, and relieve themselves while continuing to train. Uh, it's an impressive skill that I have not mastered. Um, but certainly yes, going, uh, having things go awry, uh, at the other end, um, is, is not a fun, <laughs> fun thing to be tasked with. This event is a beast. It breaks your body. It makes you potty. To me, it's close to the ideal of what the Olympics once aspired to be about, pushing the human body to the very limit, not for fame or cash, but just to see who can be the best. It doesn't require billion dollar stadiums to be built. They just have to close off a single road and it's accessible to all. Anyone can show up and watch. But the Olympics no longer have room for this perfect Olympic event. It's heartbreaking for me to have it be taken away, and and you know I'll defend to to my death the uh, the validity and and the amazingness of of the 50k walk. But unfortunately, the IOC doesn't see eye to eye, and and there's not much profit to be made from it. So it's you know it's it's gone the way of uh, the dodo. This summer brings the end of the 50k race walk at the Olympics. After a long, arduous, painful journey, it has collapsed, just like that stumbling Lithuanian. This year's race will be long and ugly, filled with men wobbling and falling and maybe pooping. We have one last chance to celebrate these valiant competitors. Let's watch them walk quickly into that good night. I'd like to thank our associate producers, Erica Cervantes and Lonnie Ronaldo, who literally made these episodes. Additional thanks go to Ben Glixman and Arjuna Ramgopal. I'd especially like to thank The Ringer's fact-checking team for making sure I didn't say anything wrong in these episodes. And I'd like to thank you for listening. <laughs>